Welcome back to Who That 242. I am your host, Tim A. I'm live from the Bahama Print Studio, Ale and Solid Podcast Network. This is episode 44. Shout out to my sponsor, Alive, Bigger Better Network, Believe and Best. Today, I have a journal, and I promise you, you may come in with these locks. I think you're thinking it's an artist or either like a rapper or a painter, which I think ready for you come to talk to us about. So, how are you doing today, journal? Good, Tim. Everything good with you? Yeah, man. So when always it comes to dancing, you always think with the, the break dancing thing, and you always wonder like how how these people really get into dancing. So I'm very curious to your story, like you and and I and let me be honest, most most dancers in Nassau are women. So it, it's different to see a yeah. dude a dude dancing. So talk to me about as as far back as you remember. Talk to me about your dance journey to to get that. Was it more so you tell um, your parents, your guardians, man, I want to dance, or they? They they was tired of you bouncing off the walls and they say they put you put you in dance burst of energy or just talk to you about you know getting getting into dance because this ain't no free thing in like you they, someone had to pay for you to go and dance and mm-hmm. then for it to de- develop so talk to you about about that. So when I was younger, um, um, as far back as I, I can remember, my grand had figurines of ballerinas all over the house for some strange reason I don't know why and my granddad he would always tell me that um house and i would break everything up except for the figurines of the ballerinas <laughs> and then there and staring at the figures for hours and move or some sit on top of the pillow and just stare at the figurines and i think it was um interest but i think my interest was sparked because dance is my purpose and i feel like when i seen immediately in my like five or six year old mind i knew exactly what i wanted to do so moving on into you know pre-adolescence um at about seven eight years old i grew up out siblings um there are seven of us in my mom's clan and there's a my older brother they were born like in the 90s the 90s kids i want like in tails spongebob <laughs> watching trl sex and park we watching yeah. each one soul and so i loved to dance uh i didn't want to watch anything anymore because i was really captivated by um the early um, music videos of the early ones, um, you know, um, I, I remember seeing My Way, the song, the video for the song, Usher. My Way. Usher, yeah. I remember looking at that and saying, oh my God, like this is literally what I want of my life. I remember watching Usher in his like moment when in Europe uh, with the car, when he came out of the car and he had his little dance break and then obviously Bill Jackson and, and seeing people like Prince, big, heavy, heavy inspirations. We grew up in a house where history was always extremely important. So I knew like uh, um, Sammy Davis Jr. and Paul Mayer, who's actually 
Baker was actually one of Josephine Baker's partners. So um fire actually was like extremely cool for me. But moving on into like my uh, I started doing top at about thirteen and I went and into top because I my <coughs> family wanted it, but you know, they didn't want me to be be teased because I was already a pretty pretty fit in, in per se with like everyone. So there standard. Was like, you, you, there's a, a standard in a bad way in, in, a, in a sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like he, he uh, you know, I was flamboyant. I was already um more comfortable doing feminine even though you know I had to like hot wheels and I had to like you know tractors there used to I was still always a very a feminine young man so they need the structure um like that masculine structure that they thought I needed to top but I didn't like it much and it was something that I my family but, but I ended up doing national um competing in the national arts festival for top and I um the best male top solo Oh, that's crazy. You, 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 remember, you remember what year this was? You can remember how, how far back this was? In about 2008, 2008, I was 15 years old. Okay, okay. And, uh, um, yeah, and this, and all of this was in Exuma at the time. All right. Because I, I grew up in Exuma. Um, and I came to Nassau the year after that to complete senior high school. And so, um, when I came to Nassau, uh, I was to do everything that I dreamed of because I always wanted to compete in, like I say, in what we call on the island, Big Junkanoo. I always wanted to be in, just wanted to participate in Junkanoo. Um, I, I didn't know that there were and other dance companies and other the organizations that are getting us, I wasn't aware of the existence of those things. Um, lived that from that aspect, we do our youth a big disservice when having to express themselves because you know, we have to, we have to, you know, be. And, um, when I, I came here, it was a big culture shock for me. Like, well, you didn't fit in in it, so you move in and you have to be a you know, be different. And so, when I moved to Nassau, that way from dance, because I didn't, I wanted to fit in really, really, really badly. And I did years, um, I, 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 no, not three years, I didn't dance for two years, I didn't dance in the 10th and the 11th grade, and I picked dance back up in the 12th grade. But I did it in secret because I didn't want anybody. I was, it was, I was still a, a, a oddball. Um, as it relates to the parts, I was always extremely different from, from them. So, with that, uh, picking dance back up in the twelfth grade, and, and I did a workshop with the National Armors, and after that, I. Now, 
Now, at the time, I was about 16, 17, 18. When I did the workshop, I didn't, I had no intentions on taking ballet. And I realized that um, it was very natural to me and it felt really good because it's girly that I like it. I like it because it's just something that I really like. I teach like um at that time like Lawrence Carroll he told me he was like you you can actually after I left school, I ended up a phenomenal man of Robert Bean he he's the director of the national dance and when he um and I met initially it was through my cousin uh Samoon and she introduced us and I ended up joining the school, becoming a part of the company, and, and the rest is literally history. There, so yeah. yeah. So before Pretty I get you to to dig deeper in your junk, we shout out to our sponsor, Alive. You know, summertime, you're traveling, you might buy a new phone. So if you have a new phone and you with them blue people, or you some and you have a new phone. Come over to live, get a live plan. If you're postpaid, you can earn up to $450 in bill credits. Or if you're prepaid, you can earn $50 back in cash back reward. So BYOD, bring your own device. Never stop believing in the live, switch to live today. So, so right now, you told me in the last three years, you've been a part of the, the Saxons and, and you're now the, the co-choreographer. So that sounds like a very heavy title. So talk to me about what what do you actually do? Because I mean, Saxons is a, is a piece of a group. Like I can't even imagine the amount of people you have to co choreograph for. So talk to me about that. Like like the the thought process that goes through for that. As because I I I only guessing from my understanding. Um, I don't know if it comes down to you that okay, this the theme, and and then this what you gotta do. So talk to me about, and then after you get your martial others, you gotta teach. I don't know how much people are the dancers. So talk to me about that about that that part of it. So, um, with, um, Jagunu is where, Jagunu is very, very important for me for a lot of different reasons. One of the main two reasons is because it's a cultural thing and honoring, um, our ancestral connections, especially, and that's like our closest link. That's the only link that we have as Bohemian people to like the mother. Um, being a performer and always being on stage and always having such a having rigorous choreography, Junkanoo is just a time where I be free and I just get to dance. So the process for that is um, usually the theme, and the theme is then expressed to each section and, and for me um what we, we have to take into moment so okay and we make the costume a costume and it's still gonna allow the dancers to be able to move, move in a way that bring out the beauty of the choreography and then before the after the effect of the, with choreography first and costuming after but I think that make sure that what you're going to 
where is feasible for what you can i feel like that's like how the car i mean like i said we move into the choreo i always try to make the choreography true to the theme but i also like elements in the choreography that would that people wouldn't necessarily think of so um i like to incorporate and a little bit of hardcore and i always i always tell um my girls when we we have our conversations i always tell them half is the actual choreography and the other half of it is the acting i on bay street and i is a leprechaun and on the floor doing the worm you can be like what what is this all about like he don't look like no and have moments where you let loose and you let go and you allow yourself to and get back into the character of who you are in a story and we have to tell that story in its entirety because we are being judged and crowd response is a part is a part of the judging system so if if the judges hear them say well they don't look like leprechauns to me and you know behemoths are you know if they say that then and even though people it's, cr it's crazy how you gotta rely on these behemoth people to get your points because you could go out there you could you could go out there and um chance your heart out and then they could be like oh i really too much <laughs> exactly exactly and even even if they feel it you know we live you know you know how our people is they buy so even if they feeling it if it there's a Wally or a Saxon or Roots or whatever. So they ain't really true. Even if they like y'all, they ain't gonna see it. They ain't gonna show it. I say nothing. You know how they go. They loyal tell to the end, especially when they play on opinions about everything else. But junk, you know, like a very structured opinions of being. And so, like, um, oh, the group, it actually may seem like such a small part of the bigger picture um what the choreograph section does is is it actually gives you an animated description of the theme it's it's a it's a description of the theme to see exactly what it is that the group is trying to portray because if i have one off the show look i can have as much elaborate things as i want but everything is dead on oh my costume nothing is see a dancer i can hear a dancer i can touch a dancer and um, it requires a lot of energy so the energy i put out it touches it feel it in a more intimate way and, and that's the reason why i when it comes to any core see the choreograph section people lose their minds because it's a constant energy back and forth bouncing and between the the audience and the performer and it high that i can't even explain and it's something that is it's a feeling i know it may sound cliche but it, it's really indescribable you literally experience it because when you see when i go down bay street and i see 
young like, look at me, I look at them and they have sense of and then I see certain adolescent boys who probably were told previous for females dance is only for girls. And then they see me and then I bring a different to what they thought they knew or what they were taught to know. And then I see the sense of and I see adult men who look at me and you know they in they live in their body and they their own ideology about certain things. And they see me, their opinions are slightly I tip the scale in because, because um it's not a fact expression and, and um it's just an expression of what you're feeling on the inside. Want to dance when we hear music, but we stop ourselves because you know we don't want to look be inappropriate silly. or silly. Yeah, but dance is literally reaction to music and. Music is a very healing tool, and music is like, like powerful, and it could change your life if you allow it to. I feel like sometimes people listen to music. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, with this, uh, is a it's a lot of work, but the work is worth it. About having the discipline, and that's with anything related to dance you have to be disciplined put in your best foot forward even when you know you don't, don't have to be extremely mm-hmm. for you and it can be something that you don't see as a as a big task but because you know that you have to well you're performing for an audience you still put your best foot forward even if you know you could give a sub satisfied you still have to is want to put your best foot forward because um i feel like artists um in general whether you're in the media you are a singer I, it doesn't matter what you do you have a, always remember that your job is to inspire and that's that's the inspire people are behind you to want to do what you do dream up in them you want to wake that potential up in them so that they can realize what they want to do i love to dance is because i saw somebody else dance so it's down effect and um yeah so i appreciate you bringing that perspective because like i say i know no one else who could bring that unique perspective to dancing i mean there's some about the oversight that you about to be locked up and folks jumping so thank you so much let people know how to reach out to you if they want to either like you know you do shows so let people know how they, how they reach out to you if they need you you and your group do a show for them if they're interested in joining if they even want some mentorship just let people know how they can get reach out to you so you could further this education you know okay so right now of making a new Instagram because my Instagram got hacked. They get me. <laughs> but um, uh, you could find me on out uh, on TikTok is John O J O N O underscore Teron. That's T E R R O N. Facebook, my name is Jonathan Stirrup. That's my re- regular name. Um, just my government name. My I at 
is dancer underscore h-o-l-i-c-e-r underscore h-o-l-i-c yep and they are and um i'll be putting out uh, uh some content soon because it's time to start being a little bit more visible like outside of regular performances and you know, so just look out for, for some more stuff from me in the future very near future. So, so thank you so much. It's been episode 44 of Who That Two for Two on Self Podcast and responses by Life at Bahama Prince Studio. And see you guys next week. Who that?